Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. Today we hear a sermon from Reverend John about the soul of justice. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. As we gather today, uh, I invite us to pray. Let us pray. Spirit, as we gather on this warmer winter weekend, we ask for your presence. Help us to pay attention. Help us to listen to our soul. Help us to open our heart. May we hear the right word for the living of our days this day. Amen. If we were in the sanctuary uh, and gathered in the pews like a regular, remember those days when we actually came to church and actually sat in the pew and actually greeted one another? If we could actually remember what that was like, if you are all here in this room, I would begin my sermon by asking you a really difficult question. And that would be, how are you feeling right now? And I would invite you to go into groups and to pause for a moment and think about how you're feeling. How is this COVID mess messing with your head or your heart? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you angry? Are you afraid? Are you bored? Are you anxious? How are you? And I mean, how are you really? That would be my question. And at the end of it, I would say, amen. I would leave and go for a walk. But we're not gonna do that. We're gonna continue with that on our mind. How are you? And how are you really? When I ask that question on my dog walk daily to different people, they have different answers, as do I. Because I think every day we are feeling different feelings each and every day. And people are finding different coping mechanisms to move through this COVID experience that is at its one year anniversary this week. Some people are saying, I'm walking more every day. I'm getting out. Some are saying, I'm reading. I've read many books. Some are saying, I'm cleaning my house more often. Some are saying, I'm playing games, more games than I ever played. Some have said they found a new hobby. What have you been doing to cope and to make your way through this pandemic? I had one of my better days in the last 365 days about two weeks ago. I got up in the morning and decided that I was gonna paint. And for three days straight on a very cold weekend, I painted five hours a day. And at the very end of those three days, I could look and say, there, that's what I did. And there was a huge sense of accomplishment at painting and seeing a beginning and an end. During this pandemic was so much shifting and moving all the time and yet everything being the same, there's a sense in which when we gather just a bit of accomplishment, we feel better about ourselves. But if you ask me right now, how am I feeling? I would say one of my predominant feelings is anger. And I'll say more about that in a few moments. But one of the other things I would say about this time during COVID is that we have all probably been escaping to our televisions to escape this mess. Some have said they've been binging on Netflix. And a few weeks ago on our hub in the Facebook hub, there was a question, what are you binging on? It had the most hits I think ever as people chimed in, this is what I'm doing. And I thought about this past year for me, 
I think we binged on The Crown, which was a great series. Then there was Bridgerton. Yes, you should check that, especially episode six. Not for your children, but quite entertaining. And we made our through ourselves through the Grand Hotel, which is the, which is the Spanish Doughton Abbey. But we kept returning over and over again. In fact, three times we saw the entire series of Schitt's Creek because it's 20 minute episodes and it makes me laugh and it is cry and is deeply real. But right now today, we are escaping COVID in Peaky Blinders. Now that one is really tough to describe. It's hugely violent, but it's an insight into the world post-war and the impact of war on people's minds and hearts. And I suppose it relates to this sermon today. There's lots of things we do during COVID to escape and to help ourselves cope in these difficult days. Type in the chat room, what are you watching? Escape this sermon and write some stories one to another. So we're doing lots of things during COVID, during this myriad of feelings to manage our way through. One of the things I also do with my daughter who is 10, Charlotte, is revisit a movie called Inside Out. Inside Out is a fabulous movie that came out a couple of years ago. It's a beautiful story because I think it looks at our COVID experience. I'm calling it the COVID movie amidst this COVID mess we are living because it looks at our mind. And predominant these days is the challenge of mental health during this COVID experience. Yes, we live in probably the best country in the world to manage through COVID, but it affects all of us in some way, and it affects our thinking, our mind. And so when I say that I'm angry, I relate deeply to the little red shrimp who's angry as all get out in the story. This Pixar movie is about a young girl who has, to, has the challenge of moving from one city to, well, a country, town to another, to San Francisco and the challenges that come her way. Here is the two-minute uh, review of this movie. I'm joy. This is sadness. That's anger. What? This is disgust. Uh, and that's fear. Ah! We're Riley's emotions. These are Riley's memories. They're mostly happy, you'll notice. I wanted to maybe hold one. What happened? Sadness. She did something to the memory. Is everything okay? I guess. Stand your back, Joy. No. The core memories. No, 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 no. Can I say that curse word now? What do we do now? Oh, I wish Joy was here. We can fix this. We just have to get back to headquarters. That's long-term memory. You could get lost in there. Think positive. Okay. I'm positive you will get lost in there. You can't focus on what's going wrong. There's always a way to turn things around. Congratulations, San Francisco! You've ruined pizza! Who's the birthday girl? Ah! Freeze! Ah! Hang on! <laughs> Riley, here we come! So when you look at this movie, you get a glimpse of the fact that uh, the, the, the girl is dealing with fear and joy and disgust 
and sadness and anger. Sounds like me about every hour of the day. I'm afraid, I'm happy, I'm disgusted, I'm sad, and I'm angry. I think this COVID experience is messing with our heads and these are the feelings that we all have. If you answered the question I asked at the beginning of the sermon, how are you feeling? And you said afraid, maybe you're saying I'm afraid of getting COVID or afraid to say the wrong thing or afraid of vaccines or afraid of not getting a vaccine or afraid it won't get out in time, afraid of bumping into somebody afraid of those in long-term care. Is fear what you're experiencing during this COVID time? Maybe it's disgust. Maybe you're feeling really disgusted, a, a green, harsh, broccoli kind of feeling. When we look at the news and we see people marching in the streets, uh, proponents of individual rights over communal rights with tiki lamps and white supremacist symbols lurking in the background. And maybe you're feeling disgust as you move through this uh, pandemic. Maybe you're disgusted at the politicians. We were all very angry in January when we saw politicians who left the country while telling all of us to stay home. Maybe you're feeling a bit of disgust. Maybe I am too. Or maybe there's an overarching feeling of sadness during this pandemic. Just plain sad, I'm sad. Sad about the people we miss, that we can't hug, or touch, or handshake. Sad for our kids who can't have playdates or those who missed birthdays or graduations. Or we can't have company for dinner or go for a beer with a friend at a tavern to talk about the day. We miss hugs. We miss being together. We miss those who have had weddings, had to pare them down or cancel them. Or those who have lost a loved one hold a funeral with 10 people behind masks. There's a lot about this pandemic that just leaves me goddamn sad. But then on my good days, when I wake up and the sun comes up and I walk my way to work and I hear the birds singing and I feel a hint of spring coming, I, I feel a sense of joy because I think of all I've learned in the past year. The way church has changed and connected people in a different way how I've had conversations with people I haven't talked to with for years over Zoom, or the times when our family did gather around a table, where we did celebrate birthdays in a fun and different way, where we did have a quarantine drink, or, or, or we walked outside more than we ever did. I know there's so many good things that bring us joy during this quarantine or during this COVID time, and there's been a sense of joy as well. But yes, the final... Uh, feeling in this movie is anger. And I think I, I say that's where I'm at because I think I'm angry at the whole mess. I'm angry at what I've seen and read. I'm angry at myself, the way I've reacted or acted, the way I've spoken out or stuffed down my anger in silence. There's so much about this pandemic that leaves me downright angry. And I'm a nine on the Enneagram. And anybody who knows what a nine is, I, I'm a peacemaker and I avoid conflict. And so here we are living with this conflict of feelings and I'm angry. Now a passive aggressive person just stuffs it down and pretends there's nothing wrong, but you can't do that forever during a pandemic. 
Some people get out their anger and they, they're fierce and, and immediate with their anger, with a, a loud tone or a slamming of the door or stomping of the feet. But a nine passive aggressive, just quietly like a dog walking down the street, lifting their leg, pees a little bit on everybody as they go. I'm a bit of a peer with my anger right now. What I love about this movie is it reminds us that we have all of these feelings and they're all okay. We need joy, we need sadness, we need disgust, we need anger, we need fear. All of them reside in our brain and in our heart and they come alive in our body. This movie Inside Out is so important to allow us to acknowledge the feelings that we do have. Now, of course, we all know that there's, a, there's the most important Hillhurst uh, church meetings that is at three o'clock in the morning when we wake up anxious and fearful and a flood of fear, sadness, joy, disgust, and anger are all sitting in our bedroom in the midst of this COVID experience. And we say to ourselves, would you get the hell out of here? And yet all that I'm reading and learning these days is saying that we need to welcome and acknowledge all of these feelings in the midst of it all. How are you feeling right now? Do you want to shut this, this uh, sermon off? Do you want to go for a walk, have an ice cream, pretend we're not in this? Or are you able to stay in the myriad of mixed feelings, the inside out when we feel our insides are turned out? And so all of this stuff comes rolling through a, a series. I thought, well, let's talk about the soul of during Lent. And it lands on the soul of justice. And I look at that title and think of this week and all that I'm feeling is the last thing I sure want to look at with you with a smile on my face, which I just can't do right now. Or I can't even tap into the anger that I feel and bring it out and barf all over you and feel like that's a good thing either. But what do we do about the soul of justice? How is it part of our faith? How does it connect to inside out and your very life during this COVID pandemic? Stick with me, if you will. You see, the story that is shown this week by the lectionary, that means the Catholic, the Presbyterians, and the Anglicans are also looking at this text. It's a story that you all know, and even people who don't go to church know this story. It's a story about Jesus getting angry. And when I told our worship planning, it's the story of Jesus overturning the tables in the temple, they're saying, oh my gosh, could we please shove that aside? How about we have Jesus as the gentle shepherd, the one cuddling children or walking by the seashore or laughing at a wedding? Do we have to step into Jesus being angry in the midst of COVID for goodness sakes? And I thought about this text and I realized I've never seen a stained glass window in my 60 years. I've never seen a stained glass window of this story of Jesus being angry in a temple. What does that say about our religious world that we only want pictures of gentle Jesus, meek and mild, cuddling, kumbaya on his lips? Here's a story of Jesus being angry and I think it speaks to our COVID experience, or at least mine, anyway. You know, I had an email yesterday from someone in our congregation. They said they looked at the website and thought we were a bunch of do-gooders, wondering why our social justice ministry about Black Lives Matter or affirming 
or right relations or climate change? Why are we spending time on those social justice things instead of sticking to the spiritual stuff? As I thought that, I laughed to myself. I said, you've totally missed the rest of the website. I feel like we're all about spiritual stuff, seven in the morning to seven in the evening. Whether it's contemplation in the morning or spiritual nurture at night or a book study at noon, we're all about nurturing our soul. But some people want a church that escapes them from the world and out of the issues of the day, out of the issues of Bible and newspapers. Some people want a Jesus who just walks three feet off the ground out of the mess of life. But that's just not Jesus, and that's just not this story. Because the Jesus in this story is pissed off and angry and frustrated with the institution of the church. And so, in his righteous anger, his non-passive-aggressive uh, manner, he steps into the muck and he lets him have it. Some people will admire this and think this is terrific and humble. Others will not want to see this story or shun from its side. But the truth of the fact is, this story is in all four Gospels, which means it's a story we need to know about the person of Jesus, the enfleshment of God. God gets angry. Jesus gets angry as well. So what's this story about? Hang with me, if you will. Go get a coffee if you want and come back and hear the end. But here's the important part of this story. This story is here because Jesus wants us to tell us about what institutional religion could look like. You see, Jesus is angry at the temple, angry at the way the temple was running its connection to God. It was corrupt. It was Passover, which is a time when, when literally hundreds of thousands of people would descend on Jerusalem, not unlike our Muslim brothers and sisters who descend on Mecca. It was that kind of travel as a group, descend on the temple. And so here they are descending on the institutional religion of the temple. And he examines as he wanders around the temple that the temple was ripping people off. Not only have they traveled here and are weary, but they get here and they get ripped off. They have to exchange their Roman currency for the Jewish currency. They have to get the best possible animal to sacrifice. It's overpriced. It's corrupt. And Jesus is angry that people are being corrupted in the temple. And then he continues on to suggest that this whole sacrificial culture, the, the temple that asks you to sacrifice financially to be forgiven for your sins is also corrupt. Later in the church, it's called the indulgences, where you could pay off the sin that you committed by a certain amount of money given to the temple freed you. Jesus thought this sacrificial temple the sacrificial way of connecting to God was corrupt. Why do you have to pay a price to be set free from your sins? And that's exactly what it was, a system, a systematic system of injustice. Jesus is saying, you can't buy your way out of this. You're already loved. You're already forgiven. Put your money aside. The God we love and know loves us, forgives us, and sets us free for free. Jesus was angry that people thought they could buy God's love. But not only that, Jesus is a little annoyed, maybe disgusted, maybe afraid, maybe angry that the temple itself was built in such a way 
that kept people apart from God. 300,000 people descending on the temple over the period of Passover have come to a temple that has walls that, that are built to exclude people. There's the, the court of the Gentiles, the court for women, the court for men, and then the holiest of holy is the only and the most pinnacle point of the temple that only one male priest can go into once a year. And Jesus looks at all these walls and says, how is it that we create a religion that has walls, an institution that keeps people apart, an institution that is about hierarchy instead of radical inclusion? It was a giant filtration system. And Jesus is angry that a building is built to connect and honor one to another and with God that has all these walls, walls that divide shall be broken down is Jesus' image. But then there's one more final point that gets Jesus a little bit more annoyed, a little bit more angry, is that people understand God to be like the Old Testament God, angry, vengeful, on judgment. And Jesus says, you know, God is not interested or pleased with your pigeon, your calf, your cow, your sheep. God is not interested in that sacrifice. God wants to know what you're going to do with your hands and your feet and your heart in the world. And so all the prophetic voices break down these walls. And Micah says, what does the Lord require but justice, kindness, mercy, and walking humbly with God? Leave your sacrifice aside and live with compassion. You see, Jesus was angry and disgusted how the religion had been so corrupted by the religion itself, the institution so corrupt and how it treated one another and its understanding about its relationship with God. And Jesus was disgusted and angry and flipped over the tables. Jesus was angry. There is something good about our anger when we touch it and feel it and get it out in a way that speaks the passion that is in all of us. Are you COVID angry right now? If so, I think it's good to say I'm COVID angry right now. I have met so many people over the past year who said that they regret the things they said that and done in their anger over this past year. And it's important to acknowledge that anger is part of this COVID mess we walk. Jesus was angry in the temple. And I think it's an important reminder for us all that it's okay to be angry at injustice. It's okay to be angry at exclusion. And that God, we know in Jesus, who is a peacemaker and a pacifist and a lover, wants us to center into the love and compassion we're called to live. One of my highlights in my week and the many connections I have with the congregation is the book study on Wednesdays. We're looking at a book called Learning to Walk in the Dark. And about 35 of us gather for an hour. It's called Read It or Not, and I welcome you to it. You don't even have to read the book. You just want to be in a connected conversation We're learning in the book, learning to walk in the dark, that this learning to embrace the darkness of our life, to embrace the COVID that we walk, is an important part of being 
an aware human being. What I love in this is the vulnerability and the realness of those who get online and share their perspective and their stories. Barbara Brown Taylor, the author of this book, suggests that one of the things we need to do is not to fear the dark, but to embrace the dark. She says, what if we could trust our feelings instead of asking to be delivered from them? I say, are you kidding me? At three in the morning, befriend these strangers in my midst, sitting in my bed, embrace fear, anxiety, and stress, embrace them? Are you kidding me? And in this book and in this chapter this week, she quotes a woman called Miriam Greenspan, who wrote a book called Healing Through Dark Emotions. And she says that the dark emotions that we name, like grief, fear, and sadness, are dark emotions, but we should not be ashamed of them. These emotions are important in our life and they matter to us. We should not deny them, but actually celebrate them. Do I ever sound crazy right now? Celebrate grief, celebrate fear, celebrate sadness. Are you kidding me? But she says that we need to realize that in all of our life, we're going to experience grief we are going to experience fear and we are going to experience sadness. And we shouldn't shove them aside, but welcome them to us in our life. COVID to me is corporate grief. But how do we embrace grief, fear, and sadness in this time? In the book, she says, grief, when we face it, turns us toward gratitude we suddenly become aware of all that we are grateful for. Our fear, she said, invites us to touch the vulnerability that is in all of us and can actually lead to joy when we talk about our fears. And sadness, she said, sadness is the groundwork of re rebuilding our faith. And it's so important to realize that we don't go around the cross, we go to the cross, the epitome the sign of the cross is a sign of that sadness. Someone said in the chat room yesterday and the course, on the debris of despair, we will build our hope. On the debris of despair, we build our hope. I think that's what we are called to, to take all of this myriad of feelings we have during COVID and to seek the transformation they might be inviting us to. My walk to church this morning, I spoke to Sue Browning, a colleague and friend I've known over 30 years. Sexy Sue is how you might know her. She's the sex therapist that came at our church a few years ago when we were in the flesh to talk about sexuality. But she's a minister and a sex therapist. And when I asked her about mental health during this COVID time, I told her about Inside Out and why I thought it was such an important movie. And she laughed and she said, you're right on. Inside Out is exactly the right kind of movie that speaks to the myriad of fears. And then she said to me, you know, John, two things I can tell you as a therapist through this COVID time and our mental health, there are two things you need to know. One is we will get through this. We will evolve through this and our mental health will return. I said, return? She said, yes, we're all, all, experiencing mental health challenges. 
And then she said, the second thing you need to know, John, is this, that those who have community will make it through better and faster. Those who have community will make it through better and faster. And I said to her, so church matters. She said, so church matters. You see, that's the truth for me in all of this. In all of the the monkey mind that we're walking around with, we will get through this and church matters. You don't like the word church, delete that connection matters. And what I can tell you is this, this church is flawed. This church makes mistakes. This church is human, but this church tries very hard, very hard to remind you that you're loved, that you are forgiven, and you are set free. And you are free to feel fear and joy and anger and sadness and disgust. And all of these feelings are real and important, and they remind us of our flawed nature. And you know what? It is exactly our flawed nature that God loves the most. So you know what? We do need the story of Jesus in the temple in a rage and disgust. But we also need the stories and images of Jesus holding, embracing all of us. Because the truth of the matter is we will get through this and we will get through this together. Let's not forget the phrase that kicked off this pandemic. We're all in this together. We are all, all in this together. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen. So thank you for uh, sticking it out. Thank you for those who offered their music uh, and their words, the silence and even the reflection. Thank you to Inside Out for reminding us that uh, whether we're angry or disgusted or sad or afraid or joyful, we are human beings and we are welcomed, loved, forgiven, and set free. And so go this week into this COVID mess, but trust that we will get through this and trust that we walk one with another into a new day. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, who is mother of us all, go in peace this day. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.